All right, so today is August okay. 30th, 2015, and we've got a one-hour session with Tinkerbell, and is it Lewis? Is that how you Lewis. pronounce it? Uh-huh. Lewis. Lewis. Uh-huh. All right, so who first, Terry? Uh, Lily, who do you want to do first? Lewis? Okay, we're going to do Lewis. All right, excellent. And also, are there other pets or people in the family, Terry, besides yourself? Yes, uh, so it's myself. Um, I have a 15-year-old daughter, Lily, Okay. and Lewis is her cat. Okay. I have Morgan, who's 19, daughter. Okay. And my husband, Kelly. Okay. And then he has a hunting dog, a yellow lab that lives, she has her own room in the house, so she's not out in the house. Okay. Okay. And that's it for animals? Um, Yeah, well, we have a kinkajou, but she's outside, so they don't ever see her. Gotcha. All right, perfect. Sometimes animals make reference to others, so it's always good to know that, too. It helps put things in perspective on my end. All right, so Lewis, then. Very good. So let me just Mm -hmm. call him in. So Lewis, please. Okay, so the first thing he says is he calls himself everybody's favorite boy. Um, Now, even though he feels very well-liked by well, he says half of the people in the family. He says he does pick favorites on his end. Um, he shows me an image of, well, having favorites as far as, you know, he prefers certain people over others. And I get mm-hmm. that he just spends time in the presence of certain others. And it does feel like it is women. Um, now, mm-hmm. I know you mentioned that he's Lily's cat in particular. So uh-huh. Lily is your human, your friend. He says, I love Lily. He says, I like her to be with me often. He says, I am her he calls himself her dog, and I'm getting that, you know, he sometimes does dog-like following activities, mm-hmm. uh, following behavior, and he says, I like to see what's going on. He says, but with that said, I consider myself an independent guy and that I can very much do things on my own, too. But I do like to observe and watch. I'm like an owl like that. I like to pay attention to what's going on in the house. I don't miss too much. Mm-hmm. Com- calls himself very intelligent, very smart. Um, does admit that people see him as pesky sometimes. When I ask in what way, what do you mean, Lewis? He says, I don't mean to be a pest. I just want to be where, well, where the people gather. What's going on? He likes to kind of be in the middle of things is how he describes it. Uh And from his perspective, he's not trying to be in everybody's way, but he's just wanting to, well, be seen as one of the crowd. Um, He considers himself very mature in the way that he views the world versus infantile or immature. Um, When I ask for an example of that, he says, I understand that people have to learn things. He's referencing school. Um, And he says, I give space for that. Okay. Okay. Does Mm -hmm. this make sense? Yes, yes. Hi. So I know I've got your questions here. Um, we, either I can go through them or you can go through them, or we can do a totally different set of questions. How would you like to work it? Um, we could just, you could just go through them, I'm guessing. Yeah, let's try that first. All right. So first question, why do you pee and poop on the laundry room cabinet? All right, so Lewis, what's going on with that? Um, he says that the position of the litter pan, he doesn't care for it. He says it's too squashed in its position. Wherever, whatever room it's kept in, it's okay. too small. Um, so when I asked where, what would you, he prefer it be in a, a larger area, more open room, more of a room where, yeah, people tend to gather. Um, you know, this would be like a side room. Uh, he just tells me that I'm demonstrating my unhappiness with being squashed. He's also telling me that he's very finicky about being kept clean, and so to walk in a box that he says to him is a little bit too soiled on the bottom. Um, is your box plastic? Um, it's actually a cardboard box with plastic over it, and then I put the litter on top. Okay. He's mm-hmm. showing me the plastic bottom. So this will be the plastic part of what you put over the cardboard. He's mm-hmm. telling me that it gets really gooky, sticky, okay. yucky back there, and he says, who wants to walk in sticky urine? Um, He says, yes, cats clean themselves, but he says it's like asking a 38-year-old human being to go sit on a toilet seat that's sticky with yellow urine that's been there for a while. Um, So it's very offensive, 
um, and distasteful for him to have to walk in that. I want to ask him, how about when it's actually clean? He still says it's too small. He feels confined in that box. Mm -hmm. It's something about the sides being, in his opinion, too close to his fur. It makes me wonder if the sides are somewhat high versus being low to the ground um, compared to a typical box. Um, His big concern is that he doesn't want to get his beautiful plush fur. And now he he is a ragdoll cat, so he's got fur that poofs out. And, you know, it's versus a short-haired cat. Mm -hmm. And he's Mm -hmm. concerned about getting that soiled. And he's just about as fastidious as the average human being who wants to keep themselves clean. So he's not trying to expose himself to anything that's uh, yucky. Um, As far as what about when going back to when when it's clean, he still doesn't like it. So in an ideal world, what would you like? In an ideal world, he would picked up a litter pan and bring it to I feel more like a bedroom is this Lily's room um, or any side room any quiet okay. room where the dog can't get is what okay. he says so that way he has privacy um, he does tell me he's a private boy when he goes pee especially um, so it's important that he not be disturbed in wherever this litter box location will be uh, the size of the room he's complaining about too wherever the current box is the room itself is too small. He feels okay. isolated. It's a bit of an annoyance to him. He feels like his box has kind of been put in, the, in one of the, he defines it, dirtiest rooms of the house. Um, okay. It's just um, not, he says, well, you humans have pristine bathrooms, and he thinks you do a really nice job keeping your human bathroom clean. I want mm-hmm. a room where the room is clean, the box is clean. He says, get me a regular box. Now, a regular box to him is low to the ground, so I'm seeing low sides, not high side, okay. and not three high sides even. He wants all four sides low, and as wide as you can possibly get it. Um, throw out the plastic, okay? okay? So it feels like he'd actually be fine with a plastic litter box that's low and flat and wide. Now, he is showing me, honestly, um, Terry, a sized box that is bigger than the typical cat pan, okay. you know, of 12 by, I don't know, 12 mm-hmm. by 9 or 12 okay. by 12. Okay. Um, he's looking for room. Uh, to be able to walk around urine-soaked spots because he tells me he is a bit like a cat who won't use the same litter box twice. Now let me ask him, what do you mean by that, Lewis? I'm just looking for super ultra-clean and dry, not gummy. Okay, got that. Any particular types on the litter? Um, Just litter that says, um, he shows it to me, it's fine if it's clay litter. Uh, Having some dust in it is, is fine. Um, but he just wants it to be clean. So are you talking about humans scooping out like daily? Would that work for you? He says that would be a huge improvement, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if they do this for you, what else do you need in order to follow up on your end? Because when you use the cabinet, it creates soiling and discharge and yuckiness for the humans. From the human perspective, that's really gross and a problem, difficult to clean. He says, I get that. He says, but I've been trying to go in a clean location. So why are you picking? Now, this is, you mentioned, on top of a cabinet. Mm -hmm. Is this higher up than his box? Yes. Mm -hmm. Why are you picking a higher location versus a low? Dog can't get to it is what he says. He wants to keep the little dog. Now, I do feel he's referring to Tinkerbell, not the Mm -hmm. lab that's in, you know, the rest of the house. Um, He's keeping her healthy, he feels, by putting the stool up. When I ask, so Mm -hmm. I appreciate that compassion towards Tinkerbell, but is there something that the humans need to know about her health? He says Tinkerbell can get into things. He doesn't call her, in his opinion, the the smartest um, chip on the block, and he feels that she can get curious at times, and it's like he's trying to just prevent her from becoming ill by poking her nose in dust locations. He says, mm-hmm. yes, she does stick close to the very the people, you know, that love her, that she loves. Um, she's very much a follower of people herself, way more so than I am. I follow my person around, but aside from that, she follows multiples around, whoever she can kind of cling like Velcro to um, mm-hmm. at that moment. But he's saying she needs to be healthier. Um, okay. He doesn't want to expose her to the contents of the box is what it feels like. Okay. Um, Okay, so anything more about the highness? I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Is there something I'm missing, my friend, Lewis? He says not really. It's really about a clean box, a better location, and a better box. Now, he doesn't quite care, honestly, that it's made out of um, the cardboard material. So if she was to get a cardboard that's, oh, you still don't like the plastic. Okay. He doesn't like the plastic. Okay. If she was to put the litter thick enough right on top of the bottom of the cardboard and cut the sides low enough... 
um, how do you feel? He still doesn't like that because what happens is the urine gets soaked, and he knows it gets soaked into the sides of the box through absorption. Mm. Okay. Um, he is a cat that doesn't like to go back to a smelly location either, and it really clings to the inside even if you scooped it daily in a cardboard box. Um, I use metal pans for my cat, Lewis. I just want to check um, because uh, because of the smell factor that can, can cling to even plastic litter pans over time. Is smell a big deal for you? Then? He says plastic will be fine. He doesn't have to have anything fancier than that. Okay. Is there anything that's upsetting you in your world that's making you do this behavior as well? He says no. He says that he kind of sees himself as king. As far as he sees it, he is very comfortable in, you know, walking around the house. I don't. He doesn't come across to me as a timid cat. A quiet cat, yes. Now, I know you mentioned the meowing, but he still calls himself a quiet cat overall. But one who likes to be part of the family, part of the mix. So it feels like he's fairly outgoing with the family as long as the household is quiet sound-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I'd, is Tinkerbell causing you any issues? He says she's not. He calls her a good little girl. Um, anything with the the yellow lab, the hunting dog lab? He says that dog needs to get out and to entertain itself more. Um, that dog loves to run outside, loves the great outdoors. Is there anything about you in that yellow lab we need to know about? Feels like no. Feels like they're even kept separated, so he may not even come in contact much at all um, with the lab. Uh, he just shows me himself like being kept safe from this boisterous being. Okay. Does this make sense, Terry? Yes, yes, yes. Is there anything else, Terry, you're aware of or you wonder about regarding the box scenario? Well, yeah, because we we have, well, and that's, we'll try bigger, because we have one in Lily's room, one actually near the laundry room, the dirtiest room in the house, is where the yellow lab is. Okay. Um, And then I put one in a bedroom, Oh, but that's the deal. They're very small. So I'll try bigger and higher. Um, yeah. Bigger, so, yeah. So he's thinking I could still do the cardboard with a plastic just on the box. Because this is interesting. He will – he hasn't done it in a while because we keep it up. He will pee on – like if uh, you have an order come in and you unwrap it and you have the bag from the garment, he will pee on the piece of plastic. Okay. Just plain so plastic. He on it. Then he says because it's clean. He calls it somehow clean. clean and therefore different than being in a box. What's different okay. when it's come out? Because there's no dust, there's no litter, there's no nothing on it yet. He says he'll use it once, and then he knows you're going to throw it away anyway. Do you have a bladder mm-hmm. infection or something off in your body, Lewis? Uh, he says he did. Do you have mm-hmm. it now? He says, no, not now. Terry, have you tested him for a bladder infection just in case anyway? Not recently, but he has had one in the past. And okay. that's when the vet thought why he was having all the issues with the peeing okay. in the house. Um, the other thing that's coming up around the year and he's telling me about now is that he really wants to be acknowledged as a, a full-fledged equal in the house. Um, okay. In what way, Lewis? You know, he feels like Lily does a really nice job of seeing her as almost as an equal, and he likes that. Um, okay, Terry, how about Terry? He says yes, indeed, okay, and how about, let's see, there's Morgan in the house. He feels Morgan's pretty busy, maybe doesn't pay too much attention to him because she's got stuff going on, and he doesn't mean anything negative by it. He just, you know, he's got a life is mm-hmm. what he says, mm-hmm. but he feels that she is fond of him, so there's nothing there. Okay, what about the husband, Kelly, anything? Um, you know, he says he'd like more acknowledgement from Kelly. Okay, what would that look like? Um, telling me I'm a good cat and then I'm not a nuisance, and then I'm not annoying, and then I'm not trouble. Um, He says, I'm really not trouble. Uh, He thinks that mm, maybe that Kelly isn't into cats. Maybe he's more Mm -hmm. of a dog-type person. Um, Mm -hmm. And getting Kelly on board, and, I mean, if your husband is open-minded to all of this, uh, he's just really wanting acknowledgement, just like any person. if If all these beings weren't dogs and cats and they were all humans, just like you would give any human child of Kelly's, he would give equal love and adoration and praise, verbal praise to all of them equally. And, you know, um, Lewis is just like, I don't feel like I get that. I feel undernourished okay. by Kelly's words. Does this yes. make sense? Uh, absolutely. Oh my. Yes, yeah. yes, because Kelly's very negative toward Lewis. 
Um, he, I would like to ask him how he feels when Kelly um, calls him a stupid cat. Um, gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. so how does mm-hmm. that make you feel, Lewis? He says it's unfair. He doesn't see who I really am. He says, I'm a beautiful soul inside. I have a heart of gold, and I love my girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Lewis just says it's unfair. Um, you know, it doesn't really make him feel sad, but it does create frustration, and Lewis is like, ah, are you retaliating with the urine? No, it's not retaliation, retaliation that I'm using with my going outside the box. It's not that, he says. But when a being is feeling undervalued or not quite as valued as the other children and other people in the household he equates himself to, he says, then you feel like you're under par, never good enough. Those mm-hmm. are the feelings I have, like I'm never good enough for him. Um, He does call Kelly sometimes impatient, not just Mm -hmm. with himself, but he feels like there are certain aspects of uh, Kelly's life where, you know, he's he's got some patience areas, you know, it would Mm -hmm. do him well to improve upon. I mean, gosh, everybody in life has their own stuff, right, Terry? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's where Lewis is pointing out Kelly's. Um, So if Lewis, or excuse me, if Kelly was to start um, treating you with less negativity, greater respect, or at least if he feels that's too hard to go to that place, if he was at least um, being neutral towards you, which would be a baby step forward out of the negativity, how would you feel about that? He says, that would be an improvement. He says, I actually wanted, at one point, Lewis shows me the experience of having wanted to sit on Kelly's lap. Now, I want to say this was two years ago. It feels like a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But he wanted to get on his lap, and he feels like he was thrown off his lap. Now, I don't get that Kelly physically pick him up and toss him, but what he might have done was stood up quickly or been like, hey, I don't want you on my lap, and kind of uh-huh. given him the brush before Lewis could even jump on there. But it was like Lewis was trying to be kind, and it was thrown mm-hmm. back in his face. Mm-hmm. And that was then he realized, oh, Kelly really doesn't like me. So yeah. Kelly, according to Lewis, feels, or Lewis feels like Kelly truly dislikes him. Um, Mm -hmm. That doesn't make anybody feel good in the world when you know or feel somebody dislikes you. So is this part, how much of, what percentage, Lewis, of the urination um, is this part of? It feels like it's about 30%. um, So the remote, the majority is related to the boxes, the location, the size, and the placement and all that type of stuff. Okay. Okay. This cat just wants to be loved and appreciated. Yes. Okay. Okay. What he does want to commend Kelly for is being a very good hard worker. He thinks the man comes home tired, quite honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, and that he needs more. It's like he wants to offer advice to Kelly, and he's saying this from a really good-hearted place. The gentleman needs more fluids, more liquids in his body. He feels like he gets tense and he does use the word uptight sometimes, in part because he's dehydrated and he doesn't realize it. So it's like encouraging your husband, if he's willing to offer, you know, entertain the idea anyway, um, that he needs to drink more water more often throughout the day. Okay. Help him to feel more at ease, he says. Okay. Yep. That's right on. Yep. Okay. Huh? Let me check. Anything more on that question? If not, I'll go to your next one. Uh, are you good on that one? What? On that question, are you good? Mm-hmm. As far as uh, okay, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So, second question: Why do you pee on clothes, rugs, dog beds, and in my bathtub? Okay. So, Lewis, those particular locations. Let's break it up. Why are you clo- uh, peeing on clothes? Let's go there. I'm trying to get across. He says that I can't use those boxes anymore. Okay. Thank you. Okay. How about rugs? Same idea. Now, the okay. position of there's one rug in particular. He pees on. He shows it to me as being roundish or perhaps oval in shape. Um, he calls it the marker rug. This feels like it's a location he returns to again and again to urinate. Now, it does hold some of his urine scent there. Um, mm-hmm. If he was in the outdoor world, cats who live, feral cats who live outdoors, they use urine as a form of marking their territory. They're, you know, It's a form of language, actually, like a sign that they're posting to other cats in the area. And who is this sign for? Of course, you know, we're, they're all humans. But mm-hmm. he says it's the sign or the message. He says that I need help. Okay, thank you. In what way do you need help? 
He says, I need to be loved more, and he is pointing to Kelly. Okay. He needs to be loved more by him. Okay. Um, love makes me flourish. There was a time I didn't have any problems outside the box. This occurred, he says, later mm-hmm. on in my life. Now, mm-hmm. it may have been, may, may be going, it feels like, Carrie, it's been going on and off for some time. I don't mm-hmm. feel it's a brand new situation. But with that said, there was quite a lengthy period of time in this cat's life where he never did this. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you need to go back to that never do, never needing to do it again? Um, make sure, Terry, that you're using a good enzymatic cleaner on whatever rug he's talking about or playing, frankly, get rid of the rug. I wouldn't okay. replace it with a new rug um, if it's that kind of rug that you can do that with um, because he's being drawn back to the scent. Um, okay. Feel away spray, Truth Universe, is feel away spray appropriate to spray in the locations where this cat has been drawn back to before to mark? Okay, uh, what was that again? Okay, I was checking in with feel away spray, but oh. it doesn't feel that's going to help this cat. Okay, okay. Um, let me check. Universe Truth, is there a flower essence that's appropriate? Okay. Um, so, yes, Lewis feels like the world, Kelly, is the world, um, mm-hmm. is after him, agitates him, um, pesters him. Um, Lewis mm-hmm. says, I'll just be sitting there minding my own business, and the disdain will come off the man as soon as the man lays his eyes on me, even though nothing has occurred interaction-wise between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis says there's times where it's just that strong, that disdain that he has for me. Um, he says, tell the man I mean him no harm. Tell the man that I have adoration for him and I want to give it to him. He's just got to lighten his load around his opinions about cats in general mm-hmm. um, and that they were not all worthless. Um, okay. okay, so is there some flower essence, Lewis, that you'd be willing to receive that can help you with your aspect? Because Kelly is his own being, leading his own life, and he's not on the call with us now, and I don't know if he's going to be open to hearing this later. But on your end, we're here to, your people are here to assist you. He says, I guess i got to let it not hurt me so much in my heart, not bother me so much. So what would you need as, an, as a flower essence? Something that makes me not hurt so much. Okay. Um, Terry, after, um, give me 24 hours. After the call, I'm going to have to jump online and find a flower essence that helps with feelings of hurt, deep hurt. Okay. Okay. Um, are you familiar with flower essences at all? Not really, no. Okay. They're, they're not essential oils. They're totally different. You okay. Get, once I give you um, the bottle, there'll be directions on the website on how to use it. But in a nutshell, with animals, take the bottle, shake it ten times, and then you can put a couple drops in the water supply, the, you know, pet water bowls. If different mm-hmm. animals like Tinkerbell drink it, that's totally fine. It only helps those who need it. Otherwise, if you feel more comfortable putting a couple drops on your hand, petting it into Lewis's fur up to three, three times a day minimum, more is fine. But you okay. can underdose. You can't overdose with this. It's balanced energy that okay. is actually put on the cat or in the water that helps the animal to repattern to that energy and to relax okay. around the area that's an issue for them. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, why in the bathtub? That's kind of unusual. Why in the bathtub? It's a marker. Again, they see it. I'm asking for help. Is there anything more help-wise you have not mentioned that you're seeking help in? Um Terry, you have an awful lot of say, Lewis tells me, in mm-hmm. the home. He knows you cannot control your husband's um, energetic output, words, feelings, etc. towards him. He says, um, but tell me, remind me sometimes, I forget, he says, how good of a cat I am, how good of a companion I am for <coughs> Lily. He says, Lily knows this. He even feels Morgan knows this. Um, so what he's looking for is he values your the fact that you are well, number two in the household. Um, Kelly seems to be, for whatever reason, Lewis puts Kelly as number one, um, and he puts number two on you. So you have an awful lot of say here. And on your own time, Terry, since you're open to it anyway, Lewis mm-hmm. is looking for you to out loud give him praise and appreciation, not about just telling him he's a good boy. People always, as owners, we always say, you're a good boy, a good girl, and we stop there. We don't tell the animal why they're good, why they're valued. He can get this from you, whereas he can't necessarily get it from your husband at this time, and he needs okay. lots of it. It's like encouragement, okay, that okay. he would give to a child who's feeling a bit down. Okay. Um, anything about the dog beds, Lewis? Uh, they're soft. That's another reason. Same thing. Clothes, rugs, okay. dog beds are soft. Okay. Why don't you use your litter box? Do we cover that one? Mm-hmm. He feels we did. Um, why do you bite and attack Lily? Okay, when he gets overstimulated, 
it feels like with pets, um, petting touch, and especially watch out for petting him around the base of the tail or on the tail. I get that that's a bit of an agitation area for him. Okay. It, um ignites him in what way it just feels like it's somebody who if you were a human and some human was coming along and they were petting your hair and after so many pets your hair started to become staticky that would be a bit uncomfortable for you Mm -hmm. he's telling me that's similar for him so um petting do you want to be pet by lily this is absolutely i'm a very affectionate cat okay where he wants to be pet on the back of the neck, top of the head, cheeks can be nice oftentimes. Watch underneath the, the, the throat area, the, the underside of the neck. Um, that feels like it's a bit of a testy area for him at times. It's about okay. 50-50. He'll either you know, be obnoxious there or he won't. He'll either react or not. But base of the tail and tail come up as, you know, you okay. might not even want to touch them. Hands okay. off. Um, because that way you respect them and you don't create that static you feel. Does this make sense? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't care for his belly touched. Now, he tells me that people will sometimes push the issue. They sometimes tease me. In what way do they tease you? He shows me a finger being placed close to an area where he doesn't like to be touched, which includes the left shoulder, for example. Um, And he'll be pet or stroked on the side of his body. Now, he likes the back part of his body up to the midsection of the back, and then you want to pick up your hand and do the stroke again. Don't continue all the way down the back and through the tail. Um, Some cats love that. I don't get that he does. He can only take so much of it before he gets testy. Um, But touching him on the side or the belly region is a a no-go zone. And why is that? He's sensitive there, he tells me. Um, it's it's kind of like he feels very uncomfortable when he's touched there. He is very much a cat who likes to hang out near you but doesn't require touch to the degree that people always want to touch him. He tells me he's a fine-looking gentleman, a good-looking cat, and people love to pet him because he's got beautiful fur. I mean, who doesn't want to pet a handsome, mm-hmm. pretty cat? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there's times he just wants to hang out with you and kind of not have touch. Now, there are times he gets agitated, too, that feels like when Lily's not paying attention to me. When he wants her attention and she's busy with pen to paper, that's the image he gives me, he's feeling a bit ignored. Now, this isn't all the time that he's near her when there's pen being put to paper. This is just now and then. What do you want? You know, he'd like her to play with him. Uh, if he's a cat who likes laser light toys or wand toys, fishing pole toys, mm-hmm. things with string, things like that that are safe to play with a cat, with a human interacting on one end, him on the other, um, it feels like he's looking for a whole heck of a lot more playtime with, with, with his Lily um, than he's been getting. This feels like it would be a very nice, healthy outlet for him. Okay. Um, you do need to remind him, guys, and Lily, if you're listening right now, please remind him how you value him keeping his teeth in his mouth. Because he does show me that he can put teeth on human fingers at times. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, it's, we just want to remind our cat friend here that that's considered rude. And he hears me say it, but because he has a relationship with you guys, you're, it's going to hold more weight if you ask him to please abide by keeping his teeth in his mouth. And that you as humans will do your best to be more conscious of his body language. Now, the tip of his tail, when he gets, starts to get annoyed or agitated, will start to move in um, buzzer-like fashion. Buzzer-like is speed. It's quick. It's going from slow to now it's moving to now it's getting, he's getting more agitated, and mm. I just see the tail tip going. That's a good time, guys, to walk away and give him some space because I see him de-escalating and him not feeling the need to act out. Okay. Does this make sense, Terry? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Are there any other times that you're observing him biting that's not been described already? Can you think of any, Lily, where he bites after? Mm -mm. He likes my feet. Okay. So what's going on when you go after her feet? Okay, there's an odor and a smell there. Um, Some of it feels like it's natural odor. Some feels like it's what you're picking up from the ground. Um, Makes me wonder if sometimes you walk barefoot around the home um, and you're just picking up scents, smells from the environment itself. Um, and he tells me this is a bit of a trigger for him. It's almost like a, almost like cat perfume or like catnip. It's, it, there's a draw to him, quite honestly, whereas when your feet are covered by a slipper or a shoe, it feels like I don't see him having that draw as much. So if you're feeling like 
he's getting a little too rambunctious with your feet, or you, you can see that look. He, this cat has a look in his eye, Lily, that he will sometimes do body language-wise that gives you a clue of, hmm, he's in that mood. I better go close my feet. Yeah. Really, mm-hmm. really set him up for success by going and putting slippers on so that you can keep him from being up to no good. Keep him out of trouble. And I mean, he doesn't want to be yelled at, but it feels like he almost can't help himself. Okay. Okay. Um, with that said, Louie, you can control yourself. She, you know, people have very tender feet, whether we have socks on or bare feet. And there are times we'd love to let our feet breathe in the house. So if you could do your best to be respectful, if you feel yourself drawn in or attracted to feet, if you do me the favor of walk away or put yourself in a position that's not tempting you anymore, that would be respectful of their need to keep your teeth and your sharp nails out of their human skin. It would be appreciated. He says, I've gotten better. I don't do it as much as I used to. He has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for him, which means, Louis, that there's improvement. Louis, I'm excuse me. Louis, that there's more improvement that can be made. He says, I love my people. You know, he loves you women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yep. Any other, anything else on the biting and attacking? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Okay. Next question. Why do you wake Lily up multiple times a night? Why are you doing that, Louis? He says, I want her attention. All right. So is it because you want to eat? I want her to get up, give me attention, or just pet me. It's really about attention. You know, for him, when he wakes up, or is awake. He, he he's a night owl. He tells me. Um, feels like he loves to be awake when everybody else is asleep. There's a bit of a mm-hmm. moments of having nocturnalness at night. Although I don't get it through the entire night, it feels like he's asleep by early morning hours. Um, mm-hmm. So Lewis, humans like your personality. It's very important for us to very get, get a very good night's sleep. When you interrupt our sleep pattern, it can make us agitated, irritable in that moment, and it can interfere with our long-term health pattern of getting enough sleep so that we can perform well in our waking hours. Do you understand why she needs sleep? He says, let her say it. Okay. Um, Lily, what annoys you most or bugs you most about his behavior? Because he really needs to hear you say this. Like sleep-wise? Yes. Um... I really do. I would really want him to sleep with me because I, I really love his company, but he wakes me up like three or four times a night, and I just I either can't fall back to sleep. I mean, I'll sit there and I'll pet him, but after it happens like two times, I have to put him up or out of my room, which I don't really want to do that. I want him to be able to sleep with me. Gotcha. Okay, do you understand this, Lewis? He says he does. Okay, and so what... Is there something she can give you before you before she goes to sleep, before you both go to sleep, that would satisfy you enough that you don't have to bug her throughout the night? And that way she won't have to put you out because you won't be doing that behavior. Um, Playtime before bed would help me feel satisfied through the majority of the night. Um, six minutes is the number he gives me, Lily. If you are able to devote six minutes, you can set a timer if you want, (laughs) at least that minimum (laughs) time. He's showing me a fishing pole toy, honestly, as a a preference here. Something with a a wand, what are you looking for? Something that you can dangle in front of him and he can jump and pounce and fly through the air like Superman at. Um, You know, uh, if you have a toy, I have a a toy called um, the bird. Instead of the bird, it's the D-A and then the word bird. Very popular cat toy. The majority of cats out there love it who like wand toys anyway. Um, you can make one or you can probably get one very cheap, uh, 10 bucks or less online. Um, he says six minutes of playtime will help him get his energy out. It will feel satisfying. He's looking for a treat afterwards. Um, which is not unusual. In the cat behavioral world, cat behaviorists will tell you after a cat has played for a time with an object they cannot eat, they would play with their wild birds outside, and then they would usually take a bite or a lick or sit down with it and nurture or nourish themselves with something physical from the bird before leaving the prey. So you want to give them some sort of cat-satisfying treat, whatever he likes, 
you know, a little bit of canned food or something to satisfy after the six minutes of play. If she does this, would you be willing to do your part and let her sleep? He says mostly. Now, what's that mostly about? He's showing me he'd let you sleep through the majority of the night with the exception of waking you up once. If you did wake her up once, that may still interfere with her sleep pattern. But if she tolerated that because you guys got into a better pattern than you've been doing now with you waking her up um, and it worked for her, would you allow her to go to sleep and not pass to her again till morning, till her alarm goes off? That needs to be what wakes her up, not you, my friend. Um, he does say yes to that. Okay. okay. Um, any other questions around that one, Lily? Okay, I have a question about the treats because could you like ask him what one he prefers? Because he likes some, he hates some. He. Well, I mean, I don't understand what he, he likes. He tells me he he cycles through. He likes this one, and then he liked that one last week, and doesn't like it this week. Um, so keep um, it feels like keep a smorgasbord. He tells me of little different ones. Start to. Um, put a little check mark on a calendar of which ones or a list of which ones you find he seems to like consistently. Um, can you tell me uh, things that are gummy, he says, he wants to spit out. Okay, that's too chewy, okay? Mm-hmm. Gummy like um, gummy bears. Would not that, he doesn't want to chew that consistency, consistency. So what would you like for a treat? He shows me a little bite of, like, canned fish. Um, um, canned sardines are actually very healthy in, you know, bite-sized quantities uh, for mm-hmm. cats. So that may be something you want to see if that agrees with his GI system and all that. Um, if you get it, make sure you get the canned sardines. Uh, and, of course, you buy them in the grocery store for humans, human quality, mm-hmm. uh, without the oil. Get it with water. Um, the oil can just disrupt their system if they get too much okay. of it. And the bones are totally edible for cats. But you can okay. see if he likes that. And if he doesn't, well, they're good for humans, so humans can eat the rest of the can. Um, <laughs> but he is bringing up that. Okay. okay. All right. So let me see. I know we've got another animal to do. Your last question, why do you whine or meow so much? He's a very verbal cat by nature. He likes to walk through the house and make his sounds. Um, Mm -hmm. It's kind of like his way of talking to himself. People think to themselves all the time. He says, why can't I talk to myself? Um, Why else do you meow or whine? Sometimes I do it for attention. I want to be seen. I want to be acknowledged. I want somebody to say, oh, we see you. We see you, Lewis. And, you know, just looking for that verbal praise. Uh, he does tell me he actually gets quiet most of the time around uh-huh. Kelly um, because uh-huh. he's not trying to draw too much attention to himself in that moment. But he, he will be very verbal for all you women. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, really, just give him praise and tell him we see you and you're lovely. You're lovely, inside and out. Um, it feels like that will be very satisfying to him emotionally, and he'll feel good about himself. This cat, just like any being on the planet, wants to be acknowledged and accepted. And when we do that, it helps him feel good about himself. And when a being feels good about themselves, they often want to do behaviors that please the people they share life with. Okay. So I wonder, when he, when he meows in the later afternoon and he's walking toward the back room where his litter box is, mm-hmm. oftentimes I will notice he meows, walks that direction, and then goes to the laundry room to go to the bathroom on the cabinet. Would he like for me to put him somewhere different when I notice that he's meowing, wanting to go to the bathroom? As I'm guessing, maybe he's telling me I need to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to go to my litter box. Gotcha. Okay. So tell me, so she's presented a scenario. What's accurate here? What do we need to know about that? You know, it feels like he's actually getting things. I know it sounds odd, but getting his organs in the correct placement to get ready to urinate. Interestingly enough, it feels like he doesn't do this so much to poo, but he does do it when he's about to, you know, let urine flow. Now, Is it about the particular location? Because why, why doing it towards this location? I'm getting ready to urinate. So should she redirect you? Redirect you? Um, he'd be okay with that if you praised him and you told him in advance, oh, no, don't, don't be like, oh, no, don't, don't, don't you, you know, use the cabinet. Don't. Try to make it as positive and say, oh, I see you have to go. I'm cool with you going. And here my friend is a nice clean box. I made sure it was clean earlier in the day. We scoop it out twice a day, a.m., p.m., before bed. And here you go. And if you okay. go in here, that'd be great. Oh, you really want to use the box in there? Okay, that's fine. It's nice and clean. You know, I, Terry, I would even... If you can, if you're available, stand there 
offer just quiet appreciation of him and see if you can encourage him if he chooses to go in that you know that room to um, use the box that you're providing. You know, um, Perry, too, if you want to try this, uh, how do you feel about this? He tells me it's more about the box. If that cabinet is stable enough to have a litter pan up there, the good kind, mm-hmm. the kind he was describing he would prefer with low sides, plastic, etc., um, try that on that location as well. Okay. It's okay. not going to hurt. Yep. If you find that he ends up not even eventually, he leaves that one alone in lieu of using the more preferable boxes on the ground because heck, it's easier to be on the ground than a high spot. By all means, you can remove it. But, yeah, okay. I would okay. try that. Okay. 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 All right. I get that we're, we're covered with him. Are you guys good? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, Lewis, for being so open and honest and sharing your feelings. We do appreciate you, and we appreciate your candidity and being candid. Mm-hmm. He says, I am appreciated here by the women. I'm loved mm-hmm. by Lily and Terry. Um, he thinks mm-hmm. the two of you are number one lovers of him or fans of him. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. So Tinkerbell, please. All right. She loves snuggles and cuddles, loves to be held with human arms wrapped around her. She loves to nest in people's, um, well, laps. She loves mm-hmm. the rounded fieldness of human body flesh all around her, snuggling mm-hmm. her in as if she was a little bird in a nest. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tinkerbell, why are you going to your crate and staying in there? Um, she tells me it's a soft, comfortable spot. It's out of the way. Um, she tells me that when there's no lap to join in or to nest in, that she'll often go to this place because it's, it's her safety place. Um, She feels very comfortable in there. Are you going in there because of anything negative that's happening in the environment and you're seeking retreat? She says, no, I just like it. Hmm. Okay. Are you guys seeing anything up around that? Well, yeah, it's just this is kind of a new behavior over the last maybe two or three weeks. Okay, let's look at that. To us, I, I feel like it's sadness. Okay, so is it related to sadness, Tinkerbell? Um, she, okay, did Morgan, is Morgan of age to go away? Go away. Um, has gone away or spending less time at home? Mm-hmm, yes, yes. Okay, is this, cause that's what she's showing me. Is this related, the family unit has split, is uh-huh. how Tinkerbell sees it. Okay, um, mm-hmm. Has it split, though, Terry, in a good way, like she's gone off to school or college or, you know, it's, it's something good for, for Morgan? Um, well, Tink- yeah, Morgan's just not here as much as she used to be. Um, Tinkerbell used to sleep with Morgan, lay around in bed most of the day, and now she, well, for the last five years since we've owned her, and now Morgan's feeling better. Morgan was sick sick when she was younger. Now she's feeling better, so she's out of the house more. Okay. Um, Doing mm-hmm. what young adult children do, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So do you get Tinkerbell that she's, Morgan is actually doing fine. She's well. She's doing what, you know, young adult humans of our species tend to do. We, we eventually leave the nest. We go out on our own more, spend more time away from the house at least anyway. How do you feel about that? She says, I miss her. I miss Mm -hmm. her. All right. Is there something that your current people can do to help you with that? Um, Well, you know, actually, she shows me an interest in wanting to hang out with Lily or adopt Lily. But, see, she can't adopt Lily because the cat owns Lily Mm -hmm. is how Tinkerbell sees it. And Tinkerbell doesn't want to step on Lewis's toes. Um, You know, she's really feels like neutral towards Lewis. I don't get she loves him, loves him, but she doesn't dislike him either. It's kind of like, ah, you know, he's okay. a dog, or she's a dog, he's a cat, and they're fine with each other. But she doesn't want to step on his toes. Lewis, how would you feel, is there any room for you, and how would you feel if Tink- you gave Tinkerbell permission to kind of spend more time with your person? He says that's fine. Wow, mm. how kind of you. Um, do you hear his response? She does. Um, now she feels that, Lily, she just needs you to make the next move and say, hey, I'd love you to spend a little bit more time with me or lots more time with me. Lewis is cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, she doesn't want to take you over, um, but she is looking for a person to kind of latch on to, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Okay. Um, what about Terry? 
Is anybody uh, Terry's available? Um, she feels feels you're available, and sometimes she does. Yeah, latch on to you, Terry. So there's that mm-hmm. very nice relationship, pleasant relationship she has with you. Okay. Um, you could even invite her to bond with you more, Terry, since it feels like you are the available person with no animal, you know, claiming you always as <laughs> yours okay. 24-7. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Invite her in. Invite her to bond with you. Actually use those words out loud with her more often. Will okay. you bond with me, Tinkerbell? Animals okay. respond amazingly to that verbiage. Okay. All right, so we're kind of tight on time. We've got nine minutes left. What other questions are most important to you here? Um, probably the going to the bathroom. She'll, she goes outside. She'll go to, sometimes she goes outside, goes to the bathroom. Sometimes she goes out and meanders around, but then she'll come back in and she pees on the carpet. Gotcha. All right, is this a new behavior? Uh, yeah, I mean, it started in the last probably, what, year or two maybe? Because mm-hmm, okay. she used to always go to the bathroom outside. She feels lonely when she goes outside by herself. Okay, when okay. Asked, lonely in what way? She wishes there was somebody standing there or hanging out with her. You know, it doesn't even like feel like you have to walk around with her, but just kind of you know be a presence outside the door. She loves okay. this dog. Loves companionship. Mm-hmm. She, it, companionship with a human helps her feel safe in her world, helps her feel secure and not vulnerable. Because she's as tiny as she is, and honestly, she does see herself as a tiny being. I mean, the average rat terrier isn't that tiny in my world. I mean, I live with chihuahuas, but you yeah. know, comparable yeah. in size. But she, she honestly feels very tiny as a being, and okay. um, a lot of things can make her nervous or timid. Um, mm-hmm. So it feels like she just needs that somebody to say, you know what, oh, well, I'm standing here. You can go potty, take your time. It would be great if somebody was standing there working on a cell phone, playing a game, so that you wouldn't have to rush her. She doesn't like feeling rushed. Um, so she's looking for companionship. It feels like that okay. will help. Tinkerbell, may I offer the thought that when you urinate inside the house on the rug, that creates discord within the humans who have to clean that spot generally. Many humans find that distasteful because you're actually peeing in the sanctuary which is what we call our home, our house. And your people are sharing this home with you, and they would love it if you could take that extra step and just really do your best to, if you're out there by yourself, just maybe consider urinating quickly or pooing quickly and then coming in the house. That way you don't have to be out there for an extended period of time by yourself. If your people can't in that moment um, be with you, hang out with you. Uh, Okay, now she is mentioning that she thinks she could get Morgan to do quite a bit for her. Um, mm-hmm. In what way, Tinkerbell? Like, Morgan was very patient, it feels like, with Tinkerbell and would give her all the time that she really needed for the most part. And she feels like the rest of the people in your home are pretty busy. She says mm-hmm. Lily's busy with what feels like schoolwork. Again, she also shows me writing, you know, writing mm-hmm. happening yep. in, um, along okay. with Lily. Um, you're busy taking care of um, organizing the kitchen, it feels like, and life in general as far as organization goes. Um, and mm-hmm. Kelly's just... She says she thinks Kelly works outside the home, and it's like he's very busy, so it doesn't feel like he's really an option for her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whomever is home, when you guys can, really just kind of go out there with her. Now, okay. what I would encourage you to also say in those moments of whether you're inside or outside, so she starts to hear it regardless of location, is this. And I'm going to say to her first, which you guys can pick up on and say in the days ahead, Tinkerbell, your people have actually created a safe atmosphere inside the home for you. Do you feel safe out in the backyard? She actually does, for the most part. It's a a backyard that, in her mind, isn't too very big. She doesn't feel that vulnerable, like she's going to get picked off by a wild bird or something of the sort. Um, But she does prefer to stick close to the house. So if you stick close to the house, what if your people were to energetically ask, you know, whatever, whomever they believe in, to um, create a safety net or boundary of protection that you could actually feel? energetically in that backyard, that in those moments when they can't be present, that energy is present for you. Kind of like uh, you could ask an angel guys to stand out there and be with her, accompany her, um, things of that sort. Um, mm-hmm. ener- animals feel energy. They feel our emotions, okay. but they also feel energy and energetic protection that we put up around our property or especially in the backyard can be huge for some of our more sensitive animals. So I would okay. encourage you to do that. Would you like that? She says she would, but I would prefer a person more so than anything. Okay. okay. We okay. hear that. Um, she doesn't think she's got a bladder infection, but you're right, it is sadness. It is grief about the change and loss of Morgan. Okay. okay. Um, feels like there's a flower essence for that one, too, that I'll look up for for her. Okay. Um, your next question, we got five minutes. What about attacking Lewis? Okay, you can ask her. Okay, 
So whenever Lewis is laying or he walks by her, she, like, attacks him, like, goes after him. And, I mean, I want them both to lay with me, but every time she's on the bed and Lewis jumps up, she just, like, goes after him. Okay, because in that moment she explains that she has decided she wants to lay with you, Lily, and she says Lewis shouldn't be up here. Now, part of this stemmed from she kind of didn't want to step on Lewis's toes and taking you over, but in that moment she was laying with you and she felt she had rights, if you will, to you. Um, so sharing the space on the bed in her world uh, really hasn't been something she she's contemplated very much, whereas Lewis is like, I'm willing to share. I'm cool with that. He's good with it. Um, Tinkerbell, Lewis is actually fine with you sharing his person, and that's really very kind of him to do since the two of them have a very close relationship. And since he's doing that, would you be willing to have a generosity of spirit here and giving back to Lewis, whereas when you're up there sharing space with Lily, that you refrain from attacking, being rude, and trying to get Lewis down off the bed? and allow him to come up, knowing that there's actually plenty of love from Lily for all of you. It's not, um, this dog believes in scarcity. This dog, in her mind, she feels she was neglected when she was a young thing, abandoned um, uh, to a degree. Like, people just weren't always there or available for her. A lot of alone time is what she says. Um, And that was just part of the dynamics of the adults, human people that she lived with. feels like they went to work, and she felt abandoned. I don't get they did anything malicious to her, but that's how she interpreted it. Um, so for now she's got people who feels like there almost always seems to be somebody at home or in the house and available. So mm-hmm. it's like now I've got people, I don't want to lose them. So she kind of clings on and mm-hmm. doesn't want to let go. So it's a bit of a scarcity perspective she's, she's choosing to live life from. So Tinkerbell, they love you very much. And all of them do have room in their heart for both you and Lewis, um, the women especially. Let's at least narrow mm-hmm. it down to the women anyway. I can't speak for everybody here. Um, she agrees. Yes, definitely the women fall in this category. So it makes Lily, how does it make you feel, Lily, when she's rude towards Lewis? Uh, it makes me feel upset because I want to spend time with both of them at once and, like, because... I mean, I don't want to just, like, ignore one while the other one's laying with me. I mean, I want them both to be compatible with each other so that I can lay and share my time with both and not just ignore one. Absolutely. She hears that. Any comments that Tinkerbell? She says, you've explained that to me before, but I've not been very receptive, have I? Now she shows me herself putting her head down, and she's like, okay, what more do I need to know about this? Tinkerbell, would you be willing to allow... Lily, to have that experience she's wanting of having you both on the bed at the same time where there's um, neutrality from you towards Lewis. And Lewis, I I understand you're good towards her, but, you know, you also put out the vibe of neutrality and you mean not to step on Tinkerbell's toes in that moment. He says, I do that all the time. Okay, thank you. So how about that? She says, I want you to have whatever life experiences you want to have. So Tinkerbell, what about for you? Would you like to have another friend in your life instead of just being neutral towards Lewis? She says, what do you mean, a cat friend? I do. My dogs live with my cats, and and dogs, many of the dogs, see themselves as friends to the cats and vice versa. She says, I've never considered a cat as a friend. We just kind of coexist. So do you think that he's a pretty good friend to Lily? She says, I observe that he is. Do you think if you were to let your guard down with him, he might be a, a good, kind friend to you. I don't want to sleep next to him, she says. And I'm going to tell you, that's cool. That's fine. You can have your, <laughs> your space around your body. Everybody needs their zone sometimes. But if he's being kind to you, can you be kind back versus rude as you've been? She says yes. So, Lily, since it matters uh, coming from you, spoken from you now and in the days ahead, ask, don't tell her, ask Tinkerbell, would you please consider letting your guard down and allowing Lewis closer when we all share time and space together? I'd so appreciate that. Thank you for considering it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you see improvement, of course, with any of these animals, guys, I'll always be sure to thank them out loud, acknowledge the improvement they've made, and ask to see that behavior, that good behavior again. Okay. Okay. All right. We can squeeze in one more short question. 
the lake, why don't she? Why what? The lake she doesn't act up. Yeah, why does she act so much... Mm. She's so yeah. She's very happy. Her she's a completely different dog at our lake house. Um, she doesn't get into mischief. She'll go out to the bathroom, come right back in. Um, she just yeah. She just doesn't act up or get into trouble. Yeah, the environment there, the space there feels. I'm going to describe it from her perspective as more spacious somehow, bigger, less confining, less cluttered. Um, like she can see everything from floor level, okay, she's a small mm-hmm. dog, so if you, you, were, you were a dog her size, you look around, it feels like there's she, there's nothing, that, no boogeyman that can hide behind this or hide behind that. Um, mm-hmm. There is also, in your present home, what is this? Um, there is an energy in your home that feels heavy. It feels, um, it, it feels like it's in one corner. It may just be a, a dusty corner with maybe a desk or a hutch or something where you really don't go to it you really don't use the items in it you you just don't it just sits there i do want to say this is in one of the main rooms it feels like Mm -hmm. that area can be the energy of that can be lightened up by cleaning dusting um maybe moving it further away from one corner one side of the corner of the wall it just feels like it's she doesn't care for it um i don't get her really afraid of it and yet when we don't tend to our items or objects in our life in our world this is more of a feng shui sort of thing Mm -hmm. um then energy does become very dense around it and the lake house even though you may not dust there often um it feels like maybe the items in it are fewer than what you have in your home Mm -hmm. number wise Mm -hmm. it just feels more spacious and as a result she's a very sensitive being by nature anyway um so what about going outside it's okay. Being outside, is it's more like there's an expansiveness. So it makes me wonder if the locations of other neighborhood, neighboring buildings are farther away or pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in your backyard, things, again, feel tight and condensed. And that just may be mm-hmm. the, the way the neighborhood is set up. Okay. Um, reminding her that she can be wonderful and good regardless of heavier light energy because there's not i mean the, the ener- energy that's heavy in your house it's not gonna it's not harmful it's definitely not a ghost or anything like that it's not that um okay. but tinkerbell all that energy it's just energy and um even though your people may not you know uh lighten the energy in the way that if you had human hands and could do it yourself you would prefer humans aren't always as sensitive to that as beings like yourself are, but in reality, if you could do the wonderful behavior that you do both in the current home as you do at the lake house, they'd so appreciate that because they do notice the difference. You're more chipper and outgoing and, Mm -hmm. yeah, happy indeed. Um, Okay. She says they want me happy, right? Yes. Um, Tell me I belong. Okay. Let's Mm -hmm. cover this one last thing. What is this about? You belong. What do you want to hear? Tell me I belong. I stay out of daddy's way. I stay out from underneath feet. I try to be a good girl. Um, I love my people. She says, okay, great. Um, Okay, so does A, either your husband, Terry, not go to the lake house with you all the time, or is it B, that when he is there, he's lighter and chipper himself? Because there's a much greater lightness around him. Yes, he he rarely goes. But when he does go, yep, that's right on okay, for both. So mm-hmm, scenario mm-hmm. A. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. part of it, too. Um, is there something that you seek or wish that you had from Kelly that's not being provided? She wishes he would relax. Mm-hmm. She feels he has a tough time relaxing. She mm-hmm. also uses the word um, tight, uptight um, mm-hmm. with him. He takes life serious, but he also worries a lot, and she doesn't think all these worries are being verbalized, so this is also heavy energy. I mean, of course, any human being that's got any sort of energy where we're sad, upset, worried, you know, all that stuff can create heavy energy for us, And but she mm-hmm. says that he carries a lot of it and has in the last year. She wishes that she could sweep it off, um, like blowing wind on it to blow it away and help him be more lighthearted, because then she feels like she could be herself more. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be yourself, Tinkerbell regardless of how the world is around you in reality. It's one of the greatest truths about being in a body. You know, a lot of us fall into the uh, hype or illusion that we need to be in reaction to our world, when in reality you can be totally you, regardless of how the world bees around you, independent even of how the universe or world, I should say, reacts to you or interacts with you. Because when you are being you, 
and exhibiting your own inner glow, your inner you-ness, your authenticity, then the world shines from within you and you're not looking for the world to shine brightly and beautifully from outside of you because it's not always going to do that anyway. You be you. That's what matters here. Um, This is another thing she's going to need reminders of. Encourage her to be who she truly is regardless of others. Okay. Okay. She feels one of your children needs to learn that too, and I'm not getting a hit on which um, child that would resonate for. Um, But help them to know that it's okay to fully be themselves regardless of if it doesn't make others happy. Okay. Okay. All right. She's a very sweet doll of a being. (laughs) Yes, she is. Thank you, Tinkerbell. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we are set for today. Terry, I'll send you a link to our recording in 24 hours or less. Okay. And we are all set. All right. Well, great. Thank Thank you you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Have a good rest of your day. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.